Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is proudly brought to you by our wonderful sponsors at Burbank. Burbank Burbank.com.au The property market is tough right now, high prices and homes selling before they've even been advertised. So why buy when you can build? 100% Aussie owned, 100%. Burbank Homes gives you everything you need. Build new and save with affordable quality. Outstanding home and land packages are now available in some of Australia's finest and fastest growing areas. Free transparent estimates. Yeah, free. Fixed price contracts so you know exactly what you're paying for and what you're getting. And if you don't want to change your address, why not knock down and build new? Burbank builds homes for Aussie families. They support communities by employing local tradies and engaging in sustainable practices. Head to their website, burbank.com.au, and tell them we sent you. Burbank.com.au The great ones, they're different. They really are. Not better, just different. Sure, there's a physical power, a mental strength, a complex but resolute constitution too. There's a whole lot more than just the measurables. That's something else, that intangible. It separates us from them. Welcome to the Legends series on Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Mistakes. Yeah, there's been a few. However, learning from them has proven to be this guy's greatest achievement. In the real world, he's making a real difference. But who is Chris Walker? I don't even know who Chris Walker is, so um, anyone out there that does know who Chris Walker is, please come and tell me. Normally we try and go on a timeline. We'll turn it around this episode, I think. We'll start with the current day before we journey through your footballing career You've been in the headlines a lot lately for a wonderful reason. You've done some amazing charity work this year alone, a year where a lot of people have been struggling and you've used your profile to raise a level of awareness and funds for several different battles. Give us a run through, mate, of what your year has been like and what's been your focus. Yeah, Andy, uh, mate, thank you very much, first and foremost, having me on. Uh, mate, really appreciate it. We go back a long way. but. Um... Yeah, mate, I've been working on this on, on this Fund My Challenge platform um, that raises money for charities, raises awareness for charities, foundations and people in need. Um, mate, I, I, I sort of had a bit of time to reflect. My, my uh, One of my businesses went downhill and, you know, there's been things in my past playing football that I'm not happy with, but I can't change it. So you know, I'm 41 years of age. I've got three beautiful kids, a beautiful wife. And, um, yeah, I, I'm not a perfect man, but, um, yeah, I'm in this space now, mate, where we, we create um, challenges for people to, you know, to put themselves out there. And, and the challenge doesn't really need to be, you know, excessive. It doesn't need to be a massive challenge. It, you know, we've got Greg from Body Science currently doing a challenge right now for, to buy uh, th- three sporting wheelchairs for kids with, um, with cerebral palsy. Um, and mate, I, I did a walk from Cairns to Gold Coast for... The four beneficiaries, uh, Beyond Blue, Rise Up, Alcohol and Drug Foundation, and Global Awakening. And, mate, on the back of that, I'm 
you know, I had a bit of time to reflect when, you know, when I was sitting there on the couch for, for a number of years when I didn't have my business anymore um, to reflect on me as a person. And I had an opportunity to, to jump in with Fund My Challenge. And, you know, it's possibly been the best 12 months of my life, you know, especially to be able to do a walk from Cairns to Gold Coast for those charities because we've seen such an increase in those causes over the last 18 months, yeah. you know, to 19 months with what we've all been going through collectively um, through COVID. You know, we see the, you know, we see the mortality rate of, of COVID and yes, it's not nice to see anyone die, but um, you know, the, there's been a whole lot of people die through the effects of COVID. Yeah. Mental health um, is leading the way. That's the real pandemic in my eyes. And for me to be able to do that walk and do it for beyond blue, another, another charity that, you know, is, is a really cool charity, which is rise up. They, yeah. They're in the domestic violence space, and um, Gareth and Nicole, who who started that, you know, they've housed 1,400 families um, who have been absolutely, um, you know, tortured or traumatised by domestic violence. And then Alcohol and Drug Foundation, another organisation that, um, you know, has seen a massive increase in what their what their charitable what their cause or charitable cause is, is you know, helping people. Um, you know, deal with day-to-day life without turning to drugs and alcohol. So, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. And, um, you know, playing football, Andy, you, I've, I've worked with you and alongside you. Um, you know, you've commentated my games and I've been there and heard you commentate. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to, to play football and to be in that space. But um, I often say now, being in this space early days, I wish I had a, stayed in this space. Like we did a lot of stuff playing football, um, in a charitable space, but not yeah. as close as what I'm doing at the moment, and it's really rewarding. And I'm I'm not going to tell you that I'm you know that I'm a saint and I'm a, I'm a choir boy. You know, there, you know, I, you know, there's but dealing with these charities yeah. and helping kids and helping foundations, um, you know, help other people, especially now in these times, um, is something so ridiculous. It's so awesome. We seem to excel as humans at those things we're passionate about or we have purpose about. You're excelling in this space. Is it because it's something you're personally passionate about, having experienced yourself? Yeah, and also too, like I said, like I, I'm in a position where you know what I do, people will take notice, whether it's yep. good or bad. Unfortunately, Andy, you know, there are a lot of things in my rugby league career, both were unbelievable, but. Um, I, I was always known and always will be known as a bit of a wild child and all that sort of stuff, but which I don't mind because that's that's my makeup. Um, yeah. I can't change that. But but in this space now, Andy, it is it's so rewarding to you know to I, I go back to go back to Greg's um, um, charitable cause that he's doing now by raising the money with kids with cerebral palsy. These young kids who have cerebral palsy, they, they've never run. They don't run. They can't run on their mm-hmm. own. But these wheelchairs, um, race race runners, are designed for kids with cerebral palsy to jump in. And I was talking to one of the dads, Ryan, the other day about it. This is what sort of spiked mine. And as soon as I mentioned it to Greg um, Young, he just said, "Walks on I, whatever I need to do, I want to do something for these kids." He's, because the father was telling me, and you sort of because everyone gets swept up in their own lives, they sort of forget these sort of things. And yeah. 
when when Brian was telling me about his son, when he knows that he's going to get in one of these um, races and there's not enough races for all the kids, mm. um, he said the excitement, the joy, the love, the, he goes, it, it makes him cry. It makes the father cry. Yeah. It makes the parents cry because they get to see their kids feel like their kids, like their kids that they see running around the, the playground. They actually feel like them instead of looking at them, wishing to be them. They're actually them. And that's, it's so cool. It's amazing when we sit back and relax and and look at the whole picture and the and the bigger world, how insignificant our role is in football, whether it's a player, a commentator, a coach, in the in the greater scheme of things, uh, it is it's it's insignificant. Mate, you've spoken about your battles. What have you learned yep. about those battles? What have you learned about yourself across the journey? Good question, mate. Um I've learned that no one's invincible, yeah. um, regardless of who you are, how much money you've got, how many how many lives you've changed, how many NRL games you played, how many State of Origin games you played, how many tests you played, how many grand finals you've won, how many Origin series you won. It, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, I've, I've, I know guys that I talk to that have done all that and are the, are the unhappiest guys, depressed guys that I've ever met. Yeah. What I've learned about myself is, especially when I finish playing football, when I have my business, um, my stress levels, and I don't want to sound like a dickhead, but you know, I, 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 when, I was, when I was had my business, I had more money than you could poke a stick at, but I was the most unhappy, stressed man that I've ever, wow. that I've ever known. And, and I was having anxiety attacks, and I, I got no dramas in saying this. I was, having, I was having four or five massive anxiety attacks a day, and it wasn't until I spoke to Nate Miles, who had their 45s, I was out of my routine, I was out of what I was doing, um, playing football, feeling healthy, feeling fit. Um, you know, I was my work-life balance was was at a at a minimum mm-hmm. uh, for my for myself. My work balance was taken. My work um, jar was taken was full, but nothing else was. So, yep. um, spoke to Nate. He said, "Mate, you got to get into that routine," and that was something that I learned about myself. Hello, legends. I hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Would you like to be part of our team? Our sponsorship packages are ready to go. From scripted ads to website placement and social media promotions, personal appearances, voice recordings and more, the opportunities are limited only by your imagination. You set the terms. Unfiltered is reaching hundreds of thousands of potential clients every single week and we cater to businesses both big and small. We'll work with you to guarantee you get exactly what you want, how you want, and when you want. If you're interested, go to our website and hit the sponsorship tab at andyraymondunfiltered.com.au. Now back to the interview. When I do have start having those moments of... Um, yeah, weakness. In my, not, I won't say weakness because it's not a weakness. It's just a, it's a trigger that I know that when trigger. I'm bogged down, when I'm bogged down, if I can know, if I can identify a trigger that I'm, you know, that I'm thinking a certain way, mm. and usually it's it's pent up pent up anger. If I feel that um, thought in my in my brain, I know that I've got to go back and wake up at five o'clock, get back into my routine, make sure I'm doing some exercise, make sure. I'm, that in the morning, I love having about 45 minutes to myself when my wife and kids are asleep. The house is pitch black. 
there's no noise and it's just it's just me time. Yep. I know that I've got to get back to those um, to to that to that routine because yeah. if I don't, well then I go and end up end up having anxiety attacks and not thinking right, do stupid things, and that's my trigger. And that's what I've learned about myself since I've been finished. Good message, mate. I, I love that. Most important question of the interview: How are you travelling now? On top of the world, Andy. Um, you know, when I was on my walk, we obviously we walked together and caught up. And um, yeah, it was. It, it, I'm I'm feeling on top of the world. Yeah, I do. Like everyone, we we do have days. Um, yeah. But if you can identify those days as a down day, I, what I usually do with myself, if I can identify that I'm having a, a bad day, I'll try and think about that day why it was bad um, and then learn from those things that I've got to do and then sometimes I'll fall back into that whole um, yeah if I'm having a week or a month where I'm flying um, and I, and like all like most males we all enjoy having a beer I enjoy having a, a few too many uh, and I always know that that yeah the next day I know that I'm gonna have have a bad day so yeah. If I if I know that I've got to have a, 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 a you know a sportsman dinner and you know, there's going to be beers there and it's okay to have a beer and it's okay to you know let your hair down once in a while. Um, I know that the next two days is going to be a rough ride. Identifying, but I know that there's always the days beyond that. Once you get back into your routine, that you can fall back into some sort of mental capacity that's you know on a, on a good wave. Let's talk footy, a footballing family. Brothers Ben and Shane played, but before that, Dad played. The great Gary Walker for the North's Devils in Brisbane, late 1970s. What have you been told about Dad as a footballer? Oh, mate, uh, my hero. He yes. Is, he, he's, the, he's the giant that I've rode on his back my entire life. He's he's an absolute gem of a man. He's, a, he's an absolute gentleman. Yep. If I could be half a man, that man, off the field, um, you know, I die a pretty happy, happy dude. But yeah, I, I, we, um, me, Ben, and Shane, and my little brother Luke, we had the privilege of watching um, Dad. They went had a uh, a 1980s reunion eleven years ago. Now, would wow. you would you believe that? Eleven years. Uh, I was still playing. Ben and Shane had just retired, and Dad brought the video home of the 1980 Grand Final, North v South, and cool. I thought that we've gone back into the Roman times with the Colosseum, it was brutal. Yeah. Brutal. Like there's there's no other word, there's no other word to describe the game. Like those gentlemen, and you know what? You know what I love? This is what I love about those those guys back then. They are, they are the, they would go out there and they would destroy each other. They would take each other's heads off. Mm. They would bash each other. They would cheap shot each other. They would bite each other. They'd scratch each other. They would do everything. They'd walk off the field and they'd be gentlemen. Yeah, and and it's amazing. Like I, I, I run into Mark Graham on my walk as um, uh, big Mark Graham. Oh, what an absolute gentleman he yeah. is. Um, we we caught up with him in in Gladstone and like just a like those those make of men back then. Unbelievable, unbelievable yeah. guys. Like they are just awesome gentlemen. Like. You know, and, and the young kids these days—they're—they're they're good kids. Like you know, the the guys I play with, you know, there's a lot of gentlemen. But back then, they're just—they just bred different. And yeah. you know, I, I had the I had the, the privilege of of watching that game. Um, I was too young, obviously, to watch Dad play football. Mm. But yeah, they were, yeah, he was a, he was a fair football player. 
I don't know, I must have got my tackling technique from my mum because he actually could tackle. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I've been thinking that defence is a thing that went around my house for years. Love it. Going to take you back here, March 14, 1999, Brisbane's QE2 Stadium because Suncorp was being built. The Brisbane Broncos played but lost to the Sharks. It was your debut day in the centres. Darren Lockyer, uh, Wendell Saylor, Lottie Dekiri, Kevy Walters, Alan Langer, Shane Webke, Andrew G, Gordon Tallis, Brad Thorne, Petro Sivanasiva, Kevin Campion were all on your side. That is an unbelievable lineup. Were you intimidated by their presence? Fair team, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. No, no, I wasn't. And this is the reason why I wasn't intimidated by that team. I had the privilege of playing first grade. Oh, sorry. I had the privilege of following my two brothers, Ben and Shane, to yep. the Brisbane Broncos. So I, I, those those boys, Ben went down to, to Brisbane, virtually the same team in 96. Yep. Um, I was I was 12 years of age. I was playing Queensland under-12s. Cyril Connell obviously had signed Ben at 14, so he kept an eye on me, Ben, me and Shane. My younger brother was way too young to be looked at but, um, at that time. But I wasn't intimidated by that team one bit because the reason why is because I'd, I'd, I'd hung around those guys okay. from, from a very young age. And uh, I was talking to someone yesterday about this exact same um, scenario because when – when school when school was finished and Ben and Shane were playing first grade, I used to go down and I used to go down and train with the Broncos. And walking in walking into the into the sheds, I'd known them for you know two or three years. I'd yeah. known when I'd seen Wendell playing the Confraternity Shield uh, for some Pats, and you know those sort of guys. But I do I do remember that game really well because my ultimate hero Steve Renouf, um, the the Black Pearl, the Pearl whatever you want to call him, he is the greatest rugby league player of all time in my eyes. I had a massive crush on him, still fangirling today. <laughs> um, I remember that game very, very distinctly. I was wearing number 18 because I was named at 18 because Steve Renouf in round one, um, I think I think it might have been a hamstring injury. I can't really remember. But Pearl was out and I was his replacement. So I got to replace my childhood hero and still my hero um, in my debut game. So I remember that very distinctively. And I also remember Gordon Tallis got the ball. Uh, I think Cronulla may have dropped it about 15 metres from our trial line. Gordon picked it up and I burst through, got the ball off him, and I thought I was home and hosed. Next minute, I, I remember it. Big hand come out. It was David Peachy. Grabbed me by the scruff of the neck and just said, no, kid, you're not going anywhere. Bang. It just put me on my ass. Gotcha. So, yeah. So, yeah, Lottie debuted in the same game. So, um, yeah, it was very fond memories, Andy, very fond memories. And that was the journey. That was the start of my journey in the first grade. Burbank.com.au the property market is tough right now, tougher than an Adrian Morley shoulder charge. Prices, they're higher than a Greg Inglis torpedo and homes are selling before they've even been advertised. It's a bit like Tommy Travojevic's next contract. So why buy when you can build 100% Aussie-owned? 100%. Burbank Homes give you everything you need. Build new and save with affordable quality. 
outstanding home and land packages are now available in some of Australia's finest and fastest growing areas. Free transparent estimates. Yeah, that's right, free. There's also fixed price contracts so you know exactly what you're paying for and what you're getting. No confusion. And if you don't want to change your address, just knock down and build new. Burbank builds homes for Aussie families. They support communities by employing local tradies and engaging in sustainable practices. Head to their website, burbank.com.au, and tell them we sent you. They're legends. Legends of what they do and how they do it. Legends because they're here to help you. That's burbank.com.au. They were an experienced crew. They were very tight off the field. They were tough. They were old school and they demanded a lot of the youngsters. They were often pretty brutal on the youngsters too, especially Shane Webke as sort of leader of the pack. What was your initiation like? Have you have you got a Shane Webke story? No, again, I, I, again, I mean, you know, I, I'd known Webby for a long time before I, before I debuted. So it, there was... It was more so. It was more so the respect that I had for those players. Yep. Um, and that year, that year in 1990, um, nine, nine, yeah, 1999, we went on and lost the first nine games and drew one. So that was so. You know, the, there was, I think, as a young player coming into that that year, we had every player had enough dramas themselves to be pulling anyone into line. Like there was no, you yeah. know, we weren't flying at the top of the ladder where everyone was sort of looking at themselves in the mirror themselves. So they couldn't really turn to a young kid to pull them into line or, yep. and I didn't want to be pulled into line and I didn't want to step out of line because yeah, you respected those players that I watched and I'd hung around with all my life, virtually all my life. So um, yeah, we, we had a bit of a, a tough year that year. Elf retired. I think after round nine, we got, I think we had one draw in nine rounds and then we lost the 10th game. And then Ben, my brother, stepped in the halfback and we went on that, I think, a 16-game winning streak to get into the semis. We got beaten by the Sharks um, in the semifinals that year. So, yeah, that 1999 was a very fun year for myself. I really enjoyed it. I got to you know, I got to experience um, – I was going to actually debut the year before, but um, I got injured. But, um, but I, you know, I was lucky enough to debut for the Broncos when Wayne was – and Wayne was awesome, right? Wayne's a, he's just such a great man manager. Um, yeah. And, yeah, he's been doing it for a very long time. So, yeah, it was a privilege to go in there and play for the Broncos at that time. Twelve months later, the Broncos had win the competition. I'm speaking about 2000. You'd played 20 games that year, not the final series. Did that hurt? Very much so because, I mean, you can play – there's players that play 15 years that never get to experience a, a grand yeah. final. I got to experience two in uh, 2003, 2004. We got beaten with the Roosters. Um, I, I don't know how Mick Crockett didn't get, didn't score that try with 30 seconds to go. But you know what? It's that's 17 years ago, and it still haunts me that game. So, wow. um, but uh, you know, you know, to Bulldogs' credit, they played well, and yeah, you know, mm. they deserved the win. So, um, but yeah, I was I was a little bit a little bit filthy on myself not to play in the grand final. Um, I had the opportunity to, but there was a few little dramas that I had off the field that Wayne didn't want to pick me. So, but yeah, they're they're the little things that you know when you're young, you just you think that you're going to be involved with a team like the Broncos and play every year. So I sort of took that for granted. But 
you know, you can't you can't have regrets in life, but um, you know, there's certain little things you can that you'd wish you'd changed. Doyle again. Now Pellis! Pellis! The support is there! Walker! Walker! Faster than a gazelle! Walker scores on debut! Well, this is just unbelievable. Chris Bleedy must score tonight because that means all the interchange players will get across the line. And just as Phil Gill spoke about the middle of the ruck for New South Wales, again Queensland have exploited it. It's Slinder up the middle. There's the try for Walker. Chris Walker scores for the Maroons. Well, they almost conceded one at the other end of the field, but this is what this side is capable. Coming down the other end of the field. Fairly sparse defence on the far side for New South Wales. And Chris Walker, who does run into holes very nicely. Read it beautifully off the pass from Paul Green. Came back at the angle. That's always difficult to defend against. And Andrew Ryan was unable to come up with a tackle. You excelled in the Origin Arena. Two years, full series, 0-1, four tries in six games. Was that the dream come true moment to wear that jersey? Hey, when I got the call up, Wayne told Shane the day before that I was picked. So I didn't know. I had no idea. Shane knew. Um, yeah, so, he, so Wayne told, because Wayne was back coaching, that was after we got the shellacking from New South Wales in 2000. Yep. They did the, um, yeah, they did the, the, the hand grenade or whatever it yeah. was. And then Wayne came in, we had nine debutants. Um, you, you know what? It was, it was such an honor to play for Queensland, but for me, it was a real honor to play at Lang Park for the last game because I knew that my father yeah, um, 21 years prior to that played in a winning grand final for North on that exact same field. Yeah. So when I, when I was singing the national anthem, I, you know, I'll probably get choked up when I'm saying this, but you know, I'm looking at dad in the crowd and that's what I'm thinking about. I'm thinking one, I'm thinking about yes, origin wearing this Maroons Jersey representing mm. every diehard Queensland supporter, not only in Queensland, but around the world. I'm representing my family, but that was one moment. That was one thing that I did think about when I was playing. I'm out here on the same field that my dad played um, in a grand final for Norse and won. When you're standing there before a game like that, are you able to identify faces in the crowd, noises from the crowd, things that may be happening, or, or is your vision and the world just a giant blur? It, it's not. It's it's like one of those moments where. Um, if you if you want to focus on something, you'll focus on it. If you want to hear something, you'll hear it. But yeah. if you want to block it out, you want you, you can block it out. It's amazing what the what the human brain can do and the human mind can do. It, you know, I, I would always try and find um, a mum and dad or my brothers in the in the grandstand before a game, especially a big game. I'd always scan. I'd always find them. But I was talking to my wife about this, and it's so weird when you have the ball. When the ball's in your hand or when the ball is about to – when you know you're about to receive the ball from from a player, it's amazing the whole world goes quiet and you cannot hear a thing. And you, and you, and it's amazing. And, and another thing too, when you score a try, it's not until you go back and you watch the, watch the replay and you think, shit, I just beat three people and I scored. And it's amazing. Everything, 
everyone becomes oblivious. Every, for, and this was this is just me. I don't know what it's like for any other football players. I haven't spoke to Tweed. I haven't spoke to any other players about yeah. about this exact same conversation. But when I knew I was getting the ball, every my, my focus must have been so hard on trying to score that I wouldn't notice any of the opposition players if I beat them yeah. to score, or I wouldn't notice the crowd. I couldn't hear the crowd. It's crazy. It's it's weird how yeah. it works. And I, I probably have to talk to a sports scientist or a or a um, psychologist or a psychiatrist to to get that why that happens. But when I'd score, I'd, I'd look back and I'd say, Shane, I'd beat. I'd, I'd, you know, when you're on the the Tuesday review, you go, should I just beat three players? And I went through and I beat him. I can't remember even playing against him. You know, sort of thing. So, yeah, it's a really weird. It's a good question, but yeah, that everything sort of blocks out. Everything goes away. You, you I think, because you so much in the moment. It's like being in the boxing ring when I had my first boxing debut a couple of years ago I couldn't hear the crowd unless I wanted them to be in my space wow that's an amazing focus I would suggest um it was an origin side at the time stacked full of Broncos Brisbane was not only a team it's a brand you'd play 67 games for them over four seasons then you left what was the decision there Oh, mate, I was singing with the wrong head. I was. Um, <laughs> You're not the I only like one Wayne. guilty. I was like Wayne. I was thinking with the wrong head. Apparently, Nathan Brown was saying. Um, yeah, mate. I, I I probably was just a little bit too comfortable with, with myself and where I was and where I was playing and who I was playing for. And again, like I said, you think that when you're playing with those teams, where back in those days, and I don't, yeah, I don't, don't mean to be rude, but the only thing you had to worry about is wiping your ass. That was the only thing. Like, everything was done for you. Wow. You know, like, virtually everything was done. Like, mm. they used to make you feel like you're at a professional sport. And, um, you know, I had the opportunity of of signing with, with um, you know, South Sydney, and they'd just been re-entered in the, into the comp in 2002. Um, I was dating a girl in Sydney, spending a lot of time, you know, in aeroplanes flying from Sydney and, and back for training. and. If I'd have a day off or even if I'd have it, there were some nights where I'd, you know, finish training at four o'clock in the afternoon. I'd be on the next Qantas flight at six o'clock. I'd go to Sydney, spend the night in Sydney, and then I'd be on a six o'clock flight out of there. So Mm. apart from spending a shitload of money, I was spending a lot of time away from, you know, the team environment. My football wasn't affected, um, but it certainly was affected when I made that decision to leave um, you know, my surroundings and I was very comfortable. I had mum and dad just up the road. I had, I had Shane there and Ben was playing for the Northern Eagles at the time. So um, I thought I could make it work. But going back to what I said earlier, you don't have regrets in life or you shouldn't have regrets in life. But that's that decision to, um, to move to Sydney for that reason, for the wrong reason, um, that's probably the decision that I wanted to, that I'd love, that I'd probably give anything to take back. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. The Legend series drops at the start of your working week. It's in-depth, personal and highlights some of the game's finest from yesteryear. The weekly wodge drops in time for your weekend. It's full on and the hottest podcast on the market. Why listen to opinions when you can listen to interviews with the stars? And on every episode, you can hear up to a dozen different players and coaches, both past and present, giving their thoughts on the great game. It's fast-paced, full of footy and laughs. 
it's a must-listen. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening. That way, you won't miss a thing. Every episode will drop immediately. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review. It's not for ego, it's for business, as we look to expand the unfiltered brand and bring you more. Make sure you come back soon. Legends. Legends.